0: Our sermon this morning is based on the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Please stand as we read the Gospel. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this. To fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. When we come to be baptized, or when we bring a baby to the font to be baptized, there are really three specific blessings that we know go with us. First, we know that present there is the forgiveness of sins. All of the, our sins throughout our life completely undone by, by the water that God gives to us. Second, we know that he creates Or strengthens the faith of the person being baptized. And third, we know that through baptism, Jesus welcomes us into his family. And so the big question for today, why did Jesus need to be baptized then? There's a, a story, and I'm not actually even sure if it's true anymore based on the source that I got it from. But there's a story of a, a teacher. She's a student teacher who's just learning the ropes and, and she's trying to go through her, her clinical trials and, and she was in a, a Lutheran classroom and, and her supervising teacher was sitting in the back as she was teaching the kids this story. And as she was going, the supervising teacher started to hear things that she wasn't so sure about. And then the story wound up climaxing in the, the The new teacher saying, oh yes, and this is why Jesus had to be baptized, because he needed all of his sins forgiven. And the teacher in the back, very quietly and subtly, stands up and goes, no, 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 that is not the reason why Jesus needed to be baptized, it is not because Jesus himself was a sinner. And she calmly explained to the class the actual reason Jesus was baptized. But you could understand the confusion. If we see our blessings at the font, why will not those also be the blessings that Jesus would, would receive as well? We receive forgiveness, and yet the one being baptized is without sin. We receive faith, and yet the one who's being baptized is completely and perfectly faithful to his heavenly Father. We receive adoption into the family of God, and yet the one that we're talking about today is the Son of God. You start to understand John the Baptist's confusion. Why on earth does Jesus need to be baptized? And so today, I'm, I'm going to submit that there are, there are four reasons why Jesus would be baptized. And the first one is, The first one is just to model it for us. Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan for the express reason of being baptized, and he comes before John the Baptist, who is a sinner, and he says, no, 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 I need you to baptize me. Jesus expresses the importance to us that this isn't just some some type of God's extra grace given to us in, in some, well, it's kind of nice if you want to use it, but if you don't really want to use it, you can just shove it to the side. No, Jesus is saying baptism is important. Being baptized, remembering your baptism, those things are extremely important to the life of a Christian. And it's cool how that, how that plays itself out in real life. I was just, uh, our congregation was just blessed uh, with a new daughter of our congregation, Kinsley Walker was just born to, to, to John and, and Devin Walker, and, and everything's all, all happy and healthy in their family. But within just a couple of days, what text do I get? Let's get her baptized. And it was just this beautiful testament to, to the fact that, that what Jesus said about baptism, it being important to him, to the true son of God who was perfect in every way, if baptism is important to him, baptism Baptism is important to us then as well. The second reason that Jesus was baptized is to sort of kick off his ministry. You think about what we hear about Jesus as as a human being. To the best of a lot of people's knowledge in that area, Jesus was just the carpenter's son, right? There's nothing appealing about him, nothing that that would make him stand out necessarily. Maybe the people around him went, yeah, that Jesus guy's a, a pretty good dude, but it's not like he was wearing around a name tag that said, Messiah, here to save you from their sin- your sins. And that's why what we see in our reading is, is so beautiful to watch. Because it is that, that certainty that, that John the Baptist and anybody that was around that day receives. As they see the heavens open up and the, the, the voice of God the F- Father boom like thunder and the Holy Spirit descend on Jesus like a dove, before any of the temptations happened, before any of the miracles happened, Jesus wanted to receive that sign of approval. What I'm doing here today matters. My life, my ministry, my death matters. And what I do for you, it matters. This is the the, the kickoff of Jesus' ministry. He says, I do not want to go into my public ministry without receiving baptism. Those first two two reasons are kind of given to us by by context. And and our second two reasons are, are really given to us by the very words that are uttered here in Matthew. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then God consented, then John consented. Jesus was being baptized to fulfill all righteousness. Is righteousness one of those words that we have a decent idea as to what it means, but but it's also kind of one of those churchy words that you just hear it from the pastor, you hear it being said in, in the readings, and you go, yeah, righteousness, I think I've got a pretty decent idea of, of what's going on there, but, but maybe not all the way. To fulfill all righteousness means to meet God's perfect high standard. When Jesus turns to John and says, I want to fulfill all righteousness, essentially what he's saying is, I want to meet every single expectation, every single demand that God has for me. It made me think of, while I was on choir tour, actually, we were, we were touring uh, the south here, and I can't remember what city we were in. It wasn't this one. And we, we went to this, this strip mall that had uh, all sorts of restaurants lined up, and, and we walked by a bunch, and we got to this really really kind of run-down seafood place, but we were in the mood for seafood. And so we walked in, and we ate to our heart's content, and we walked out, and I looked at the door, and there was a big C on it. I looked at the door down there, and there was an A. The door down there was an A. And very quickly, I realized we had just eaten seafood at a place that has a C rating from the health inspector. And I will tell you one thing for sure, that if we had known that the sea was on the door on the way in, there is no way that I would have eaten there. The health inspector had laid out all of these standards, all of these expectations, and all of these other stores were able to hit them, and this store clearly was not. God lays out those expectations for us too. And I think sometimes we get it into our heads that that the expectations of God are just kind of Um, out there and and too far for us to grasp. and, And God would never really expect us to grasp them. He puts them out there and he says, you just try as hard as you possibly can. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. God is laying out expectations of perfection for all of us that he says, I want you to meet. Pretty deflating, huh? When you look at the expectations of of God and you go, he's not even asking anything special of me. He's saying, no, 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 the absolute bare minimum that I'm looking for from you is perfection. Kind of made me think of, I I got this this cool Apple Watch from from Jamie for Christmas this year. And about once a week, 10.30 at night, I'll be be sitting on the chair and I'll be watching something or, or reading and I get an update. It says, 30, 36 minutes, that's all the exercise you need, and you can close your rings for the day. You can still do it. No, you can't. And in that, in that situation, it's, it's kind of funny. But no, we can't. When God lays out those expectations and says, Fulfill all righteousness for me, we go, Sure, God, that sounds really great. And we can't do it. Perfection is what is required. And perfection is just something that you and I don't have to offer. And so Jesus says, Don't worry, I will fulfill all righteousness for you. I think oftentimes we. We look at what Jesus did for us while he was here on this earth and our eyes first go to the cross, which is completely understandable. The, the sacrifice that we see on the cross is Jesus giving up his perfect life and taking our sins on us. But we should also think about what's going on today. Today in our reading, as, as Jesus hears his father say, I want you to be baptized, and does Jesus asked, Why? Does Jesus go, no, I don't, I don't need those blessings. No, Jesus says, sure. I'll be baptized. Jesus wasn't baptized because of his sin. He was baptized because of my sin. Your sin. Jesus was baptized because he said, I am going to be the substitution here on earth. I am going to be the one that walks the walk and talks the talk that there's no way, there's no way my creation can. And so included in that, Jesus says, yeah, God, if you want them to be baptized, then I'll be baptized as well. God, if you want them to stand up underneath temptation, then I will stand up underneath temptation as well. God, if you if you see it fit that they would deal with challenges and difficulties in their life, then then I'm going to deal with those things as well and I'm going to bear them up and I'm not going to fall underneath them. For you. Jesus was baptized for you. And then it gets to our fourth reason. Because it pleased God. There's something that goes beyond our wildest understanding of God that's happening in front of us today. We get this really cool picture where we see God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit descending like a dove and we know that there's one God in three persons and we go, how on earth is God the Father putting a stamp of approval on God the Son even though they're both God and and how could God the Father send the Holy Spirit down to give power to God the Son even though there's only one God. But that's what he tells us about, about this situation. That everything that Jesus was doing for his father and for you and I pleased the father. And it was the stamp of approval that, that would transcend time. That would let you and I know today in 2023 that the work that Jesus was doing on our behalf wasn't just okay, it wasn't just good enough, It pleased the Lord. And now, and now when when God looks at us, and he looks at the shortcomings, and he sees the failures, and he sees the fact that he told us clearly to do one thing, and we decided we were going to do the opposite thing like like a stubborn child. Now God looks at us and says, With you, I'm well pleased. No, not because of the sins, but because of my son's perfection for you. That idea of receiving the righteousness from the son seems like the least fair thing we could possibly imagine. That our sin would be transferred upon him and his righteousness given to us. But that's what pleased the father. It pleased the Father that that his Son would live. It pleased the Father that his Son would die. And it pleased the Father that you would live through him. That has pretty heavy implications on our baptism as well. That we're baptized into the same baptism that Jesus was baptized into. That because Jesus was baptized, Your baptism means that you are forgiven because Jesus kept every single thing that God wanted him to do. That means his work papers over all of our imperfections. Maybe if you've been in Peace Academy with me, you've you've heard me say that there was this professor that that I really liked at the seminary. And he said, "One, one way that I remember my baptism every single day is that I wake up in the morning, I run the sink, and in order to wake myself up and remind myself of my baptism, I splash water in my face three times. And that way I remember who I am. Because baptism changes things. Like I said earlier, your baptism isn't just some throwaway thing that we do. Your baptism means something. It means something about your eternity, and it means something about your daily life. First, it means that we have a place in heaven. As children of God, we have a place around the throne of our Father. But also it means we get to live differently. I'd imagine there are a lot of people in this world that all they want to do is be pleasing. They want their their spouse to like them. They want want to please their boss. They want to please their friends. They They want to do all of these things, and if they can't do those things, then their life is worth something less to them. You've already pleased the only one that matters. You've pleased your Heavenly Father by His grace shown to you. And it's with that boldness, that confidence that we go into our lives and say, you know what, I'm already pleasing to God. Now, God, give me the grace to live a life that serves my brothers and sisters, my neighbors, my family. And we can do it confidently. Because our entire identity doesn't rest on whether we do that very, very well or whether we do that very, very poorly. Our entire identity rests in the fact that in baptism, Jesus' perfection becomes yours. I don't do this often. Maybe the word challenge is is the wrong word, but but I invite you, brothers and sisters, for seven days this week, for this week, and if you can continue it for the rest of your lives, find some way to remind yourselves of your baptism each and every day. Some time in, in prayer, some time in meditation, maybe on, on your, the road to your job, and consider the fact that God brought you into his family through baptism. Because Jesus' baptism, that wasn't just for him. That was for you. Amen.